You're listening to Drinking on the Job, D-O-T-J. I'm your host, John Coyle. Drinking on the Job is a toast to the culture of food, wine, and all things fermented. We'll be talking with winemakers, musicians, artists, late-night bartenders, scoundrels, and more. It's time to grab a glass before its last call. Toro is known for its bountiful beauty and Edward Hopper's imagery of seaside cottages. It's also home to one of the best restaurants on Cape Cod, Blackfish Bistro. It's a bucket list must for anyone that loves great food and wine. Okay, so I'm sitting here in Truro, the land of Edward Hopper. Beautiful light. He said some of the best light on the planet to paint in. Uh, um, I am sitting with Eric Jansen, who owns Blackfish Restaurant, and just have to tell you, I've heard about this restaurant forever. I went in last week with family, and the attention to detail from start to finish was absolutely mind-blowing. Uh, from the service, from the beautiful warm bread to the white bean and olive oil to the uh, some of the entrees which you're going to get to, but the wine list. It's one of those, as you know, listening that like, you know, you can tell somebody who knows wine by the way they curate their wine list. And this list had, it was um, small, but so incredibly interesting from Old Vine Alvarino from Portugal to Ostertag Riesling to Great Burgundy, uh, the Pouline Montrachet from Matro, uh, Diatome, and the red you had Morgon Cote de Pie. I mean, like, so great. And it was just impressed from the start to finished. Blew me away. I just want to say thank you for being uh, on the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, so I guess we have to delve in a little bit, like, uh, the, the origin of the building and how you got into this business. And, and the, the, the standard of food and quality is just... It, it, it could be one of the best restaurants on the East Coast. <laughs> I, don't, I, mean, you know, I eat all over the well, world, and so... We appreciate that. Yeah. We, we do work hard at it. Yeah. So, uh, but, um, yeah, no, I appreciate that. So how'd you get into this business? I uh, sort of backdoored into it like many, many mm-hmm. of us do. Um, I, I came to the Cape out of high school, 1985, okay. with a bunch of friends, when you still could do that. Okay. I think there were maybe a dozen of us. My uh, girlfriend at the time, her parents had just built a house here in Truro. Okay. And Local? We, uh, high school? Uh, no, I, was, I went to high school in Connecticut. Oh, okay. And um, so we came up and got summer jobs. And, uh, you know, some friends lived in one big house and other friends lived in other houses. And uh, you work in the restaurant business because that's what's available to an 18-year-old. And Start as a dishwasher and... Uh, Entry point for many great people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, I was washing dishes and um, someone didn't show up and they were like, you're, today you're cutting onions, you know. And, okay, yeah. And it w- kind of went from there. My, um, my peers all went on to uh, highly esteemed jobs and I just kind of uh, fell back and fell behind and, and fell into this. What's funny is I, I love, there's so many stories like this and the, with the classic underdog, the guy, like some goes to engineering school, somebody is going to be a lawyer and you're like, whatever happened to that dude, Eric, man? Remember he was like dishwashing? <laughs> the fuck happened? And you fast forward 20 years, you own this incredible restaurant, you're Thanks. connected to Truro Vineyards. Uh, it's just, uh, it's an incredible success story. So how do you get this expertise where you have this level of food um, you know, and uh, this level of service, really? 
in Truro? I think, uh, I think that, you know, when you're younger and you're bouncing around to different kitchens and you hear this story often in, in mm. the back of the house, you know, where we went and worked and I had wanderlust, you know, so, you know, I was living in Jamaica and working down there and I lived in Aspen and cooked out there and cooked down in Miami and, and um, in New York and uh, mm. you just kind of... Um, you cut your teeth in all these different kitchens and then and, and find your way or not or, or, not. or, or you or you or you get out yeah or you just kind of because it, everyone you know know everyone thinks that they it's just this life of glamour they look at chef's table and or they all oh, I want to own a restaurant and the amount of sweat equity and hours that goes into uh, being a line cook, I mean, Bourdain said it really succinctly. It's just you have to fucking love it or get out of this business because n- normally you don't make a lot of money, yeah. but you have to be in it because you're passionately connected to it. Absolutely. Um, what was your favorite restaurant? Where did you learn the most from? Or was it just all cumulative? No, it was no. cumulative. Yeah. Like, I think if you really, if I really look at it, you know, you, people can talk about staging here, staging at EMP, you know, right. Right. you know, going to these yep. fine dining restaurants and 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 learning a ton and i'm sure they do but uh i think i learned the most in in volume in fast foods because mm-hmm. in that setting right you can go and cook anywhere right. i've i've seen the strongest culinary talent um crumble under under pressure of volume right and so like if you can work under pressure of volume in whether it's fast food or, or, or high volume setting, it, it sets the tone. Right. You and can learn the rest. Yeah, and still be able to keep your cool yeah. and execute with yeah. precision right. on, on like, you know, you're plating, you know, 600 salads, you know, uh, grilled peach arugula salad yeah. with tomatoes and burrata like I had at your place that right. I loved. Right. Um, uh, but you're right, uh, there's, a, there's something to that. But there's also, there's a gift to be able to have this kind of vision of then going out on your own to create some dishes that is, uh, comes out of your, you know, uh, your, your artistic side, your creative side. Because um, the menu there is, uh, first, I mean, everyone does steamed clams, but you have it in this like, slight tarragon broth that has spice and depth and complexity to it. Uh, that's mind-blowing. Of course, the oysters are great. But I had a Caesar done with the, the smoked bluefish that was just... You know, instead of the classic anchovy, you get this smoky uh, with the Caesar salad that had so much wow to it. And everyone at the table, they had the, the, the uh, tomato and the burrata, and they were just like, their jaw dropped. <laughs> so, Well, I think, that, I think the other thing, and the, another aspect of success is surrounding yourself with good people. And, the, and, the, and, the, and Kevin Mandeville is running our kitchen right now as a, as a super talent. So, right. you know, uh, How'd you find a, him? He found us. Okay. Like it happens out here. He right. Had, he had come down from, he had done culinary school and then come down. He had done some cooking up in Vermont and come down here for a summer. I uh, had a bunch of friends living down here and then um, we trapped him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's easy to get trapped down here. The yeah. lifestyle is so beautiful. The dunes, the light, you know, the air. I mean, it's, it, Truro is a magical place as well as Wellfleet where I am every year I've done you know I do I talk about oysters all the time but Wellfleet and uh, and Tro is just it's one of those places I could see why you like you can't leave I mean I think uh, Hopper spent half of his summers of his entire life in the dunes painting um, it has that kind of magnetism 
It's hard to leave. Yeah. And, 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 and when you do, you generally come back. Yeah. Yeah, I've been coming back here for 17 years. I, I can't get enough of it. But, the, to, you know, somebody who we had dinner with asked a very um, good question because in this these era of now where you can't find service people, how do you maintain this incredible standard? I mean, the waitress, Katie, who took care of us, Kristen, who's at the door, is your wife. I mean, it's warm. It's professional. It's And they're like, how do you continue to... I think we know we you know that a, that a restaurant is a family. You have to build that family mm-hmm. that family uh, that family atmosphere and that family feel. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to have turnover, particularly out here where uh, housing is at a crisis level, um, right. and staffing, like nationally, is at a crisis level. Yeah. Um, one of the things we did uh, coming out of COVID and kept was we we shrunk and and stayed small. Yeah, uh, and that was um, that started with COVID, but has has uh, continued because of staffing. Right. And so, it's more important for us to have a solid staff and do a little less than 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 try to do more with 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 not the same. Right. Execution. Yeah. You use yeah. that, or, you know. Uh, somebody at dinner said, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see how they survive COVID. And I said, yeah, I can't talk about it anymore, so I'm not going to talk yeah, about it anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm all COVID out. Yeah, yeah. I am, um, I am too. But it's <laughs> just, just done. Uh, we'll take one second and talk about this wine. So I brought some chocolate uh, from uh, the Basque Country. It sits on the Atlantic Ocean, which is why I bought it, because uh, the Truro vineyards pretty much sit on the Atlantic. Uh, so does this. It's on the coast of Spain. Um, it's called Ganeta Chocolate. It's got a little sparkle, and it's my wine that I bring up every year. They do a rosé and a white, and because, as you said, you go, wow, this go great with clams. Yeah. And that's exactly right. Clams and oysters. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's that's so be- beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, you taste a lot of wine. Obviously, by we have already saying how great that wine list was. And is, I should say, um, it's just, um, you know, I could go back 10 times. I'll probably try to go back tomorrow before I leave. Um, but it is, it is so good. But I think this is a, a super fit um, for, for the food and, and where we are. I love it. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about this dish that I've been hearing about for years, which I, I, I can compare it to one other chef's food. Um, There's a guy named Wiley Dufresne who had WD-50. And Wiley had this dish that was foie gras, anchovies, and these little chocolate nibs and herb sauce. And you look at that and people are like, that just sounds gross, right? Foie gras and chocolate and anchovies. And I had it. It was one of those dishes that my head exploded. And I was like, oh my God, like this is something he's studied and thought about for so long. And when you taste it, it has, it has this incredible effect. Much like everybody said, you've got to try the tuna parpadel with the mascarpone. And I've been looking at it for years. I'm thinking, I can't, I'm, like, mascarpone with tuna, it just sounds, it just doesn't sound right. I'm finally, I'm like, Katie said to me, you have to try it. I said, okay, I'm going to try it. And it blew my mind. First, because it's just a teeny dollop mm. of mascarpone with mm. the lemon. Um, but I'd love to hear how you came up with that and the idea of a tuna bolognese. Uh, well, the origin, the origin, <laughs> yeah. the origin. Um, yeah. Any chef will tell you that we 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 steal and borrow and mm-hmm. and work from others' yeah. ideas and right. things we've. So I read cookbooks like 
novels. And uh, just saw a recipe in a cookbook from, um, some, from Washington State. I can't remember the, the author and, um, or the chef. And saw a version of it and thought, with tuna being one of the greatest fish off of our waters here, right. um, it would be certainly something different than what everybody, you know, from tuna sashimi or, or, yeah. or tuna steak off the grill. Tuna tartare, you see tuna everywhere. Tartare, right. Every, so, right. So we played with it and played with it and played with it and um, got it to a point. And then there were suggestions. How about this? How about that? And there was actually the finishing touch on that dish is a little um, uh, lemon confit, which adds this, this little brightness to the dish. Right. It's a fairly heavy dish. Right. And uh, that came from a customer, actually. Um, really? It oh. didn't start with that. So, right. Uh, I, so I had it, and then my friend had the sole, which he loved, but we were all like, try this. And he was like, okay, you, you picked the best dish. <laughs> and the sole was fantastic. Uh, but it was, uh, it was one of those dishes that it's talked about. And oddly enough, Wiley, who I've met before also and have chatted with, is, uh, he's a big fan of going through old cookbooks and reading them like novels. And I think... Um, that's really what it's about, this unending curiosity about food and wine and wine pairings and food pairings. And I think that's what great restaurants do. Um, you feel like it's a special place. Like, now if I want to have that dish anywhere, <laughs> I think I just have to come here. I haven't seen it anywhere, and I've, I've I, traveled the country. I live in New York City, eat a lot of food. I've never seen anything like it. I think... Um Occasionally, there has been a restaurant here that has uh, put it on the menu, but um, we feel pretty confident that uh, it's never been duplicated. So yeah, and we're, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty yeah. tight this... to tight to the tight to the vest with uh, right. You know, you can get a fake Eames chair, but it's not a real Eames chair. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think your biggest competition is probably Max, and we've had a conversation now. You guys golf together. Are yeah. you fairly competitive with each other? Or? I don't think so. No. I mean, I, no, that's not true because we're <laughs> never on the same team in golf, so okay. and he always beats me. So yes, we're fairly competitive. Better in the golf, scene, but on a yeah. business level, we're not competitive. Yeah. You know, we're really, uh, I think, supportive, and 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 they're very different businesses. And yeah. you know, his his. Uh, what he's built is, is impressive. Is a seafood empire. Yeah, it really, really is. And, he's, and, um, and, and it's they, great seafood. They've done a I good mean, job. I go there and get my oysters and my, you know, all that stuff from uh, hatches. And, and I go to Max down the harbor and get all my uh, um, haddock and stuff like that from him as, as, as well. Um, so tell me a little about the building. Because it's also one of those things you walk into. It's got a vibe and a feel of a very like, unique architecture from the logo to... Um, Everything inside the backs of the chairs, like what? Uh, what's the story kind of behind that? The origin of the building and how you the building. Um, so uh, th- there's a couple of good little stories come that come out of that. I had opened a restaurant in. Um, I opened my first restaurant in 2004 in Wellfleet, the Wicked mm-hmm. Oyster. Okay. And uh, oh, the Wicked Oyster was you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I okay. opened that in 2004. And, that's a, that's a great name. And and <laughs> I got. I'll tell you the story of the name quickly. Yeah. Um, we were down, I, was, I had been working in Jamaica, and uh, they have oysters in Jamaica. They have river oysters. They're very good. Okay. And there was this, there's this gentleman named Juicy, and he goes to parties in different places and brings oysters. And they, in these, like, um, the Coke bottles, like the, the liter Coke bottle plastic, right. he'll make this mignonette that was, um, 
anyway, we had this mignonette, and it huh. just blew my mind. This mignonette, and 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 my the person I was traveling with was like, or someone down there was like, you know, Massachusetts with a wicked with this. These oysters are wicked. Yeah, and wicked we hadn't named the restaurant yeah. yet, and that came right from there. You know? Do you have anything to do with it today? Are you still partners in there? Or no, does, no, no, no. I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm uh, free and clear of the Wicked Oyster. I should, should so, have copyrighted that name. Yeah, that's such a great <laughs> name. Okay, yeah. The, the Mignonette is what is really yeah. the amazing thing. I don't know if you tried that while you're at the restaurant. Uh, I had uh, cocktails there a couple yeah. nights ago. Good cocktail. No, I meant the bar. Mignonette. At, I didn't at, try the Mignonette. Well, no, yeah. we had oysters, but it's weird. Like, I, I don't put anything on oysters. Yeah. I well, like naked at oysters. At some point, now. I'll have you try the Mignonette. Just okay. It's worth it. Well, like I said, we may try to pop in. Um, and so... I in two thousand I sold it I think in two thousand six or two thousand yeah two thousand six and um, and I was sitting in the blacksmith shop which was the name of the restaurant which is the name of Blackfish right now oh, it was called okay. the blacksmith shop and I was sitting there I was sitting at the bar at the end of the bar and the owner who was behind the bar said knew I was in in between and said Eric you want to buy a restaurant and I was like sure <laughs> and uh, oh, casual sure yeah. can I get another beer yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah right I didn't know if she was kidding or not yeah. and then we furthered the conversation and I bought the blacksmith shop which had been a blacksmith shop at huh. one point right and then there was a fire and then it became a restaurant and was a restaurant for years I can't tell you how many people have said I got engaged here or right. you know in huh. 1955 or whatever 1960 and um, I got this letter we decided to change the name because I knew we were never going to be as good as the blacksmith shop. Any, any, they, they would be like, you're good, but it's not as good as the blacksmith shop. Right. So I said, we'll just start with a new name. And uh, I got this letter in the, in, in, in the mail from a guy who I'm actually friends with his son, son now and friendly with them. But he said, you have a lot of gall changing the name. You better be fucking good, you know. And, wow. <laughs> and, so. New Englanders have this charm about them, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Sure. They, they're a matter of fact. Yeah. Uh, and so did you do much to the building, or was it pretty much there? I know you've done we, some touches because there's a beautiful, is it cast iron, black fish? Or in the yeah, we did, yeah we, 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 did, we did quite a bit. And is that an ode to being a blacksmith, to use that kind of iron? And, yeah, and yeah. we kind of, we, we didn't have a sign. We don't have, like, really, like, a written word sign. Right. It was just a black, you know, figure right. it out if you can't see a big black fish and yeah. figure out that that's what it is then. I kind of like how minimalistic it is. Even on the website, it's like, about is a picture of you and your son, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a dog. Yeah. Or, and then it's just the menu. I'm yeah. like, this is, now you're like, oh, fuck, now you got my interest. Now I got to go. Now I really have to go. Uh, but um, yeah, we're not good with self-promotion. No, it's, but you don't need it. You're... Yeah. A, you, you can, one of the reasons I've never come is because I never get a reservation. Yeah. And so my wife, who I love dearly and loves food, she's like, you know what we can do? We're just going to go. Yeah. We're going to be there 5.30 and we'll make a little noise and let's see if we can squeeze in and sit at the bar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've recently been, we, had to, we posted something on social media. It's not, again, that's not my forte, but somebody else does it. And um, we recently were accused of being difficult and elitist because of the reservation system. And I don't think anything can be further from the truth. True. We try to feed as many people as we can in a yeah. small place. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, yeah. I mean, difficult is trying to get into Seraldi and they really don't seem like they care. So he cares. Yeah. I, pr- does I he? promise yeah. you he does. He's a Brooklyn <laughs> chef. So, yeah. 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 He's a friend. He's, yeah. he's a, he's a very talented it's a, guy. It, it's good food, but yeah, I gotta say, I was much happier with Blackfish. <laughs> um, so we should uh, chat. I mean, I, I love the room, the feel, the vibe, the people couldn't be nicer. Everyone walked away saying, and, um, 
you know, my friend Yolanda was there. She's James Beard trained. My buddy writes for the Times. So you know, they're like, that could have been the best meal we've had in a very long time. And we sat in front in the couch. Yeah. We didn't have the table. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take any seat we can get. I think the secret is to go, just my wife and I come and go sit at the bar early because we know bar seats and like, I love sitting at the bar and eating dinner. That's, that's, what, a lot of, that's what a lot of people that's the play. do who yeah. don't have reservations. There's your tip if you want, yeah, yeah. want to go, go yeah. sit at the bar. Yeah. Um, so uh, briefly, you could tell me your connection to Truro Vineyard, which is a, I came last week and um, you cater the food here out of the food truck, the crush pad, and the tacos were amazing. And we did a flight of wines and uh, I, I felt like I was uh, transported. I felt like it was a little bit of Napa, like um, beautiful, great place to come and hang out. I was with my daughter and boyfriend. And we, we just had a fantastic lunch. So give me the connection to that. And, and My wife's family owns the vineyard and mm-hmm. the distillery. We have a distillery as well. And uh, her father worked um, in the uh, liquor industry, was um, president of United Liquors here in Massachusetts. And, okay. Uh, retired, and her, his mother lived here since they were young, uh, summer year, and he saw this and said, this is smart man. my retirement. Yeah, because I came here, I don't know, 10 years ago, and it was nowhere near this. It wasn't a distillery. No, it's something um, else. I think no. everything was like bladder, it bladdered in, yeah, no, um, it's but pretty, it's a it's real... Yeah, and you could feel it sitting here. My my son, who came to you know have lunch, he said to me, he drives, he's 20, he's not impressed by anything. He goes, there's a vibe here, Dad. Yeah. There's a vibe here. Nice. I love that. There is a vibe here. Uh, it, it, it totally is. It's a, it's a, what a great uh, relationship with uh, the restaurant as well. To, this it's is certainly like, symbiotic. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it makes total sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I... Uh, like to talk a little bit more about just the other stuff that's on the menu and um, you know the the where where you're going. Would you do another Blackfish? Is it possible? Or um, I think probably these two businesses keep you very busy. We have a little restaurant in P Town too. It's actually okay. not a little restaurant. Um, so yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I think as I've phased myself out of the kitchen, uh, I love the creative part of opening and the, 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 the frenetic energy of opening new restaurants, but I don't know if I have many uh, left in me. I, yeah. I would never say never, but it, it would have to be a, a special opportunity. Yeah, well, you've got like this, the Truro Vineyards to be part of, and you have the great restaurant in P-Town, like, and you got a son to raise. I, got, I have five kids, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and a, and a blended family. Nice, you built your own labor force. Uh, yeah. that's, <laughs> and a blended, that's, and a blended family. That's so, pretty yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that is so, so cool. I, um, what's your favorite place to eat up here? Any hidden gems that... Uh, oh, that's an unfair question. There's so many. You're so connected. You, you're so going to insult somebody, right? There's yeah. so many. I, 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 we move around so much. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't... I'm, I would love to answer that question, but I, I really... There's a lot of great places. And do you travel for for culinary stuff? Like, all oh, I gotta go. To, I gotta all go. All the time. Yeah, all the time. I mean, you mentioned WD fifty. I, I'm I'm upset that I had ne- never got there. You know? Yeah. But we were just down. We did um, recently. We went down to uh, Asheville and stopped at Inlet Little Washington because I wanted to cross that off the list. All right. And, and we're in New York City and eating, eating, eating around and doing doing our thing. Yeah, go check out Williamsburg. There's lots of cool stuff happening. Well, Crocodile uh, is amazing. In, in Manhattan, I always mention Obuco and 
couple of my other favorite restaurants. We could talk afterwards. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Um, look, I got to say, I, I, the restaurant is absolutely amazing. And uh, it's such a gem. And like you, I eat all over the place. And there's just something about that restaurant, the food, the ambiance, the wine list. Everything is just that it's touched. Just feel like there's such attention to detail um, that it really is a, you know, it's worth the trip. Uh, so we are at the part of the show where I ask everyone. Uh, so basically for you would be uh, God's going to say, Eric, uh, you got you to gotta show me firsthand how to make this um, tuna bolognese, pappardelle. <laughs> I'm going to bring you up. But for, for, for doing that, I'll give you the gift of uh, you get one last day so you can pick your meal, your beverage, and your piece of music that you will listen to as you float off into ethers. What are you eating? I'm going to eat... I think I'm just, I think I would, and I don't, I've never had this before, but I think I would just maybe have some butter poached lobster and um, some cacio e pepe, something simple, maybe, yeah. if, or maybe with some shaved truffles, that would be like kind of yeah, no, really, push, hey, really pushing it. <laughs> and then um, I'd have a Coca-Cola. All right. Ice cold Coca-Cola. Ice cold Coca-Cola, okay. but not with the food. And then maybe... Okay. Um, Oregon Pinot, Oregon Pinot Noir, maybe something. Okay. You know, That's, that yeah. makes total sense to me. Yeah. And what are you listening to? I think if the fade out part, I think I would yeah. listen to maybe like kind of blue Miles Davis. I think. Oh, like, perfect! I think yeah, I that's, would, that's I would go out kind of such kinda a chill. beautiful piece of music. Yeah. Eric, I want to thank you for being on Drinking on the Job podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, man. And yeah. Uh, check out past episodes on the website, drinkingonthejob.com. Bye. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to check us out at dotjpodcast.com. Until then, I'll see you at the bar. <laughs> <laughs>